So how's everybody today? If you're good, just shout. I'm feeling, I'm feeling really good today. I'm excited. I'm always excited to, to have church, but I'm, I'm just extra excited today for some reason. I think it's just the Holy Spirit, just anticipation of what we've been talking about the past couple weeks and, and what God's doing and getting a lot of great testimonies and things, feedback from, from people after church, what we've been talking about the last few weeks. So I'm excited. We're going to continue. We're going to be on part three of the message we started titled, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's say that together to him today. Good morning, Holy Spirit. I mean, don't that just feel good? And so we've been, we've been diving into God's word. We've been, we've been studying. We've been talking about what God really says about the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's the most important, vital thing in your life. It's a relationship with him, by him, with God. The most important thing for you to get the best that God has for you. The Holy Spirit comes with a lot of controversy, and he's really, he's really misjudged and mislabeled by so many, and it's because so many don't do their due diligence, don't study the Word of God, don't, don't, don't get the real truth and, and real fact of, of who the Holy Spirit is, and, and the Holy Spirit is not just a controversial topic. The Holy Spirit is a person, guys. The person of the Holy Spirit, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all equal in authority, all equal in power, all in total agreement for God's best in your life. Who wants God's best? Hmm. To, to, to get to where God wants me to go, to get the best version of Ian, it's going to take the Holy Spirit. For all my Bible scholars, I feel like I ask this question all the time. Where's God the Father? He's in heaven. We've been asking Xander this question. Where's God the Father? And he says, he's up top. <laughs> I said, you're right. You're right, Xander. I love him. And so God the Father is in heaven. Where's God the Son? He's in heaven, if you read your word. It says that he's seated at the right hand of God as he's ascended. And so where's the Holy Spirit? I hope he's living and dwelling in here by faith. So if the Holy Spirit is the only part of the Trinity of God that is here on earth with you, then why would you continue to ignore him every single day? Because it's the Holy Spirit that bonds us, connects us, that leads us, that guides us, that comforts us, and teaches us the things of God. As we kick this off, we said the goal of this message is... For, for God to use it to launch us in a transformational relationship with God through the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes in, he begins to declutter our lives. He cleans us, cleans us up from the inside out, and he be, literally begins to transform our lives. Being transformed by the Spirit and the person of God. Amen? So let's, let's open our Bibles together today. I'm, I want to give you about six verses here. I want to open up to John chapter 16, if you got your Bibles. Go to verse 7. I want to read through 15. There at verse 7, look what it says. It says, but in fact, it is, this is Jesus, it is best for you that I go away. Jesus says here in John 16 that it's best for you that I go away. Why? Look what he says, because if I don't, then the advocate, the Holy Spirit, the helper, can't come. 
If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. I want to stop there just for a moment in case this is your first time today or maybe you missed the last couple weeks. And you can, if you missed any of those, I'm not going to get into a lot of recap today. You can watch those online somewhere. But the first two weeks, the first week one, we talked about the transformational power in the work of the Holy Spirit. And last week, we just talked about that verse, about how the Holy Spirit, he transforms us, but he also convicts us of, of sin, judgment, and the, the things that we do right and the things that we do wrong, okay? And so we talked about that the last two weeks, and I'm excited today we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit being all truth, amen? But look at verse 9. It says, the world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. There's so much more. Somebody say more. I want to tell you, but you can't now bear it. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. You need to highlight that verse. Highlight that phrase, get that inscribed on the tablet of your heart today, because Jesus says when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He says he will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. It's pretty cool. Verse 14, he will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the father's mind. That is why I said the spirit will tell you whatever he receives for me. The Holy Spirit, think of this, speaks for God. The Holy Spirit's never going to speak out of turn. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. If the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about anything, you have to know and believe that it's truth. Because God, the Father, speaks through the Holy Spirit. Jesus, the Son, speaks through the Holy Spirit. Jesus just said that he will speak what he hears. Heaven saying. What is heaven saying over you today? Are you doing good? Are you not doing so good? Are you, are you going through the faith motions? Are you going through something tough? He's your comforter. If you're going through something, something that you're a little timid or a little, little scared of, the Holy Spirit's prompting you out. He, he, he's your encourager. He, he's your hope. And sometimes he's your, he's your prodder a little bit. <laughs> Amen? He'll never leave you or forsake you. The Holy Spirit never speaks out of turn. Think of all the things Jesus taught and preached in the New Testament. There's a lot. Who do you think told him what to say? Who? The Holy Spirit. Jesus never spoke on his own accord. He's the Son of God. He's, he's the Savior of the world. But he was in total agreement with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's holy. He's good. He's faithful. He's able. Look at that first point for today. So we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit being truth today. That first sentence there says, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of 
truth. Without the Holy Spirit, we can't receive or understand the things of God because they're spiritually discerned. Who can agree that our world is starving for truth? Guys, we are starving for truth, and we are going about getting the truth in all the wrong ways. The Holy Spirit is the only thing that can quench that thirst for truth. Why? Because he is the spirit of truth. And without the spirit being alive and active in my life, I am led by my carnal thinking, my carnal ways, my fleshly leans. If it looks good, I want to try it. If, it. if it tastes good, I want more of it. And the Holy Spirit, if that, the Holy Spirit is not that governor, that, that governing force, that factor, that active thing in your life, you'll be led astray into not just darkness, but the pit of lies. We will tell ourselves over and over again, this, this looks good, this looks right, this feels right, and the whole time we're on the wrong path, living a lie. It says that point, with, without the Holy Spirit, we can't begin to understand spiritual things. His name is the Holy... I live in a a carnal body, a fleshly body. We all have a spirit. But we need the Holy Spirit to understand spiritual things. Think of your life before you were born again. Any born again believers in the house? Man, I hope that's all of you. If, if that's not you today, I'm hoping and praying for you today. And there'll be a moment for you to change your life and accept him, I promise you. But think of your life before you accepted Jesus. You were probably living a, a tunnel vision type of life. You were living in darkness. You were living in sin. You thought you knew the truth, right? You thought you knew it all. Thought you had it figured out. If you was like me, that's what I thought. I thought I had all the answers. I, I thought I knew better. I thought that I could just keep doing what I wanted to do, and I was going to get mine. And when I realized that, that I fall short, and, and only God is good, and I, I surrendered and submitted my life to him, and the Holy Spirit came alive in my life, I began to understand spiritual things that I was totally cut off blind to. Amen. I remember when I was on, on, on a couple benders I had, I was staying in and out of hotel rooms, and in and, and the hotel rooms, a lot of times they leave a holy Bible in one of the drawers, and I'd try and open that Bible, and, and, and how do you read any old book, right? You start on page one, right? I said, I'm, a, I'm lost, and I'm in sin, and, but there was still a hunger inside of me to, 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 to maybe think that there's a real God, and I'd try to, I start on, right, right on page one, verse one, Genesis 1, 1, I, I get about three or four sentences in, and guess what? I was like, this just doesn't make sense to me. Well, why, does, why do people love you, God? Uh, Jesus, why, why are people so enamored by you? What, what, what was I missing? I was reading his word with natural eyes. When I got born again in Teen Challenge, and I, I prayed to accept the Holy Spirit, when I went to my bunk that night and opened up the Word of God, the Word of God came alive for the first time in my life. And guess what? It actually began to make sense. Amen. Imagine that. Because without the Holy Spirit, you can't begin to discern spiritual things. 
do you, do you pray and ask the Holy Spirit to teach you before you open God's word? Whenever I open God's word, that's my, my initial thought and prayer. God, Holy Spirit, teach me. Guess what? He can. And if you have a hunger to understand truth and understand his word, that needs to be your prayer. And God's word can begin to make sense to you. Look at, open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Look what this says. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate teacher. He wants to teach you about God's word, and he wants to lead you and protect you and guide you and keep you in God's will and purpose and plan for your life. The Holy Spirit doesn't want to just stop in teaching you about God's word even. He wants to teach you how to be a good dad. He wants to teach you how to be a good wife, how to be a good son, how to be a good employee, how to be a good neighbor, how to be a good shopper on aisle 12 at Walmart on Friday at 5 p.m. You need some Holy Spirit to encounter that journey. He wants to teach you. He's the ultimate teacher. It's who he is. Jesus says it's, it's beneficial for you. It's better for you that I go and pray for you and intercede for you so that I can release the spirit that's inside of me to help you and to teach you. Y'all, Jesus is the dude. There ain't nobody above Jesus, and we are not saying that the Holy Spirit is more important than him. Jesus never said that, but Jesus did say he's important. You need that same spirit to get where, not just where you're trying to go, but where God wants to see you. Where does God want to see you? What's the best version of your life look like? You can't get there without the Holy Spirit. I, I said a couple weeks ago, who wants to get to heaven? I hope that's all of us. You ain't going to enter in through the pearly gates without the Holy Spirit. You are only going to enter in if the Holy Spirit leads you there. He, he leads us step by step, choice by choice, day by day, word by word, faith by faith, a journey, a life, being transformed by the power and authority of the Holy Spirit. Look at Isaiah 55, 9. So if the Holy Spirit's my ultimate teacher, and I hope I'm inspiring you to want to cultivate this daily relationship with him. Look what Isaiah 55, 9 says. This is, this is a proclamation from, from God the Father. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now, on your best day, your thought, on, on your best day with your best thought, it still falls short of the glory of God. But with the Holy Spirit leading your life, you can begin to tap in to some of his ways and to some of his thoughts. Because not only will you not just have good thoughts about you, you'll begin to have good thoughts for others. 
And that's how the Holy Spirit turns our lives upside down and backwards. Because I, I really feel like we at times as Christians, we get, we get tunnel vision, even living by faith, and we make our faith all about us. And I come from addiction, and if you come from addiction, at the beginning, your faith has to be that way. Because when I was addicted to, to drugs and alcohol as bad as I was addicted, you know, I, I literally had to replace my addiction with Jesus. And so I could barely, you know, it's like a baby. A baby doesn't just born and he's not just up walking around, right? It takes steps. I had to be nurtured. Then I had to learn to crawl by faith, right? And then I began to stumble by faith, right? And then I began to walk by faith. And now I'm running by faith. Come on, somebody. And so wherever you're at today, it doesn't matter if you're crawling, if you're walking. But if you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, you can begin to have his leadership. And you can begin to see and think about yourself and others the way God sees and thinks about you and others. And the Holy Spirit's, his job is to help keep you doing what God wants you to do. And it all boils down to our choices. I can either ignore that, that holy voice, just ignore it, or I can continue to have excuses God, I'm not equipped. God, I don't have enough money to start tithing. God, that looks scary. God, I'm not ready. God, maybe tomorrow. God, maybe next week. I can choose to ignore it, give them excuses, or I can choose to believe that this spirit, the same spirit that led my Savior, is speaking to me And what he is saying to me directly benefits me for my good. And what he's saying and what he wants to do in my life is for good. Jesus says, fear not, greater is he that is in me, in you, than in the world. So it boils down to our choices once again. Am I so committed to being in and of the world that I'll keep ignoring God and giving him my excuses? Or is he so much alive in me that I'm committed to his world, his kingdom, his life, his ways, his will, and ain't nothing going to stop me from getting the best that God has for me? That's got to be your mentality. Whatever devil you want to throw at me, whatever, whatever, Billy Bob or Linda Lou, you want to throw at me? It don't matter because I'm the son of a king. And his spirit lives in, and dwells inside of me. And he, he's going to lead and guide my, my ways and my thoughts, my actions. Look at that next point. Holy Spirit's the spirit of truth. He guides and leads us into all truth and teaches us the truth of God's word. He leads and guides us. We're talking about choices. It takes faith to have that prompting of that little ho- that holy voice in, in, inside of you that says, you know what, now's the time we're going to stop doing that. We're going to stop drinking or we're going to stop using drugs. You know, I'm going to quit smoking or quit dipping. You know, I'm going to quit looking at pornography. 
you know what? I am going to be committed to going to church every single Sunday. You know what? I am going to get in a small group this semester. You know what? I am going to sign up for that encounter. When you, when you make those decisions, when the Holy Spirit leads you, he's leading and guiding you into all truth for the benefit of your good. But when I ignore those, I'm leading and guiding myself, right? So God is never going to infringe on your free will to do what you want to do. He is never going to infringe on your free will. God didn't make us robots. If he wanted to, he could have just declared and decreed, all creation will worship me. Is that real worship? Is that real love? God wants you to choose to worship. Choose to love. Choose to obey. And I know that word is not a fuzzy word that we all like, right? Obedience to his word and his ways. If you let him lead your life, you don't ever have to walk through the wrong door again. You don't ever have to say that thing that you wish you never said again. If you could slow down and let the Holy Spirit speak for you. You don't ever have to make the bad mistake ever again. If you can slow down, get, quil- get, get quiet, get still, and listen to the voice and the leadership of the Holy Spirit. You don't ever have to have regrets if you let the Holy Spirit lead and guide your life. I don't know about you, but when I let me lead all my words and all my decisions, I end up with a lot of regrets. Never, not once, when I let the Holy Spirit lead and guide my life, do I have any regrets. Not once. Why? Because he's the spirit of truth. He will lead and guide you into all things that are true. Look at 1 John. 2, 26 through 27. It says, I am writing these things to warn you about those who want to lead you astray. But you have received the Holy Spirit, and he lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know, and what he teaches you is true. It is not a lie. So just as he has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. Now, do we need relationships with others? Thank you. Do you need somebody who is spiritually ahead of you in your spiritual life? Yes. yes. Do you need a pastor? Yes. yes. That is not what John is saying here. Okay? The Bible does declare in Proverbs 4.23, that we must guard our above all else. And so what he's really pinpointing on is don't trust anyone if they have flesh, any person, any neighbor, any brother, any sister, more, somebody say more, than you trust the Holy Spirit in fellowship with Christ. Don't ever take anything I ever say from this stage 
as 100% gospel truth. I hope you go home and pray about the message that you heard on Sundays. I hope you go home and open your Bible and, and dive in deeper than the verses we give you. And I know Pastor Keith would say the exact same thing. Why? Because I know he knows he misses it, and I know that I know I miss it. I'm far from perfect, guys. I try my best to stay in truth, and, and it's my heart to guide you in truth. But you need to trust the leadership and the teaching of the Holy Spirit more than you trust him more than you trust me. Amen. You need to trust him. Because as we just read, he can teach you everything you need to know. He can teach you better than Pastor Ian can teach you. I'll try my best to, to lead you into good pastures uh, and to quiet still waters uh, and to, add to his feet and to his altar. But I, I can't teach you the way the Holy Spirit can teach you. Why? Because the Holy Spirit sees your whole life. He sees everything. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Somebody say ugly. And the dark and the cracks and the crevices. And guess what? I just get to see you in your Sunday's best most of the time. And what he can teach you, I can only barely scratch the surface. Because the Holy Spirit, he's a leader, he's a teacher. But guess what else he is? He was there for creation. He's a creator. And he can teach you the best because he created you. And he knows what you need. And he knows what's really going on with you. And he knows why you're feeling like this. Whereas another person, another friend, somebody that actually genuinely loves and cares about me, they, they still can't see the whole picture. Guess who can see the whole picture? The painter, the creator. And without the Holy Spirit, you, you'll live shallow, a shallow, superficial, spiritual life. You'll do religion, you won't do relationship. And the Holy Spirit wants to teach you and lead you and guide you into all truth so that you can truly be set free. Truly be set free from not just sin, but from yourself. Sometimes, if the only voice I'm hearing is my own, that's not a healthy place. You will, you will feed you all the wrong thoughts, all the wrong ideas of what you think others think about you. And you need, to, you need to crank up his voice. Make this your prayer. Holy Spirit, I want to hear your voice loud. Speak truth to me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit. And when he does, the, the, the curtains get drawn and his light floods our lives. And you know what? I experience hope and, and joy and peace and freedom. Look at that next point for today. Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. He speaks truth to us and tells us of things to come. Tells us of things to come. So Pastor Ian, you're telling me he can tell me about my future? I'm telling you, I didn't say that he said that, but God's word says that he can do that for you. That sounds pretty cool. That sounds like a superpower. Who loves superheroes? Right, like they take over, they've taken over everything, right? We all want to be super, dude, supernatural things, superhuman things. With the Holy Spirit, you can have some supernatural abilities. To minister and operate in the kingdom of God, to minister and operate and protect you and your family. God doesn't want to give you the, the supernatural ability to begin to, to see what God is doing and see and hear what God is saying about you and your, your personal life and about your family. Just so that you can 
look at everybody else and say, hey, look at me. I can hear God. Or I can do what God's saying to me. He gives us that ability because he loves and cares about you. And he wants to use you to help bring as many people to heaven along with you as possible. Amen. And God is a nurturer. He, the Holy Spirit's a protector. He's not telling you no because he just wants to, to tell you no. He's, he's saying no because he sees what you don't see. And so there can, be, there can be moments in prayer. There can be a Holy Spirit rhema word as you read God's word. There can be a moment as you're driving to work or on your way home from work. If you make room for the Holy Spirit to, to have a fellowshipping relationship with him where he can, he can give you word, he can show you, say, well, this needs to change. Or maybe your wife or your husband's been, been going down this way or you're thinking about a business decision. The Holy Spirit says, no, that's, that's not right. Or no, not now. But you have to make room and make time for the Holy Spirit to minister to you. And if you listen, he can protect you from some bad decisions. Amen. Who's made some bad decisions? Ugh. They stink, don't they? What do they say? Hindsight is always? With the Holy Spirit, you don't ever have to experience hindsight. You can experience foresight. In our encounter... Pastor Keith always tells a story, a couple different stories. One of Miss Kelly and one of Curtis. Who knows who Curtis Snyder is? He's one of our elders, mighty man of God. They were at a, a um, Holy Spirit, help me. just lost my train of thought. A, uh, a trip, a missions trip. Thank you, Sugar Boo. And a missions trip in Mexico, ministering to some folks. And they, they were in a, a circle, a prayer circle, praying. And... A woman who doesn't speak a lick of English was praying, and she was praying in tongues, and she got a word, and she knew it was for Curtis, and she, she, she made a way to curse, and she didn't even know what she's saying. She's praying in tongues, but she's saying, not to Curtis, Curtis's friend, you need to go home, and you need to go to a phone and call home. She was saying, you need to go home and call, you need to go to a phone and call home, and she didn't know, understand what she was saying. God was using her faith. She was making room, fellowshipping time with God. And God's, God's answer and God's prayer wasn't even for her. We spent so much time praying for God to answer my prayer. And she, by faith, had to go tell them what God was saying to her. And she didn't even speak English. Back then, they didn't have cell phones. There still weren't cell phones. They had to go to a pay phone, drive to a pay phone. So they were in a little village. Calls home, and guess what? What did God know? That their daughter had had an accident, and he needed to come home immediately. Come home, somebody. You can see and understand God's plan for the future for your life if you make yourself available. Another story that Pastor Keith tells is of Miss Kelly, and some, uh, some, some girls were, were driving in a car one day, just out having a girl's day, and they were just driving back from the store, from shopping, and the one lady said she felt the Holy Spirit say she had a vision of a car crash. She didn't know whose car it was or what it was, and they said, you know, we need to pray. She told her girlfriends, we need, I don't know what we're praying for or who we're praying for, but we need to pray right now. So they began to pray to protect whoever that is or if that was a vision from God. And 
When later that, that day when they got home, she got a phone call from her daughter. She said, Mom, don't worry, I'm okay, but I had a real bad car wreck. <laughs> Do you think God wanted her to be praying for her daughter going through a crash that maybe she didn't even know was happening? Do you think maybe her prayers saved her daughter? It's debatable. But I would lean on the side that says, I believe that her prayers saved her daughter. Why? Because she had fellowship with the Holy Spirit, teaching and ministering to her about protecting her family and her future. Look at John 16, 13. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. We've already read this as we open today. But he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the what? Future. If you need to know the best decision to make, who need to ask? The Holy Spirit to teach you, to show you. If you need any advice on any future decisions, you need to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Me and Pastor Jessica, we are in the thick of it, guys. Raising two littles and one on the way. Praise God, we just got out of diapers with one of them. We're in the thick of it. But when you begin to have babies, you know, you learn one. And as soon as you get one figured out, now we're, we're handling two, you're learning two. And as soon as we got that pinned down, now we're about to learn what three looks like. And our prayer is what? Holy Spirit, teach us. Amen. Help us. Because we don't have the answers. He does. We're talking about making a decision when Xander gets ready to start going to school here. In a couple years, we got, we got a little time buffer if we're going to homeschool or public school. And we're praying, God, help us. Why? Because we're worried about his future. The Holy Spirit can teach us what to do for him. And if I'm not saying if you, your kids are in public school, you, you're doing it wrong, or if your kids are in homeschool, you're doing it wrong. There's a specific purpose for every single person. We might homeschool one and public school another. Why? Because each one is different. And so we have to pray specifically, not just for our futures, but for the ones that we love's futures. And we will make the decision according to what the Holy Spirit says. You can discern the things of God by His Spirit. He will tell you, I call it the three, the three F's. He will tell you the future concerning your faith, your family, and your future. If those are important things to you, the Holy Spirit can show you in part and speak to you in part concerning His will for those three things. Your faith, your family, and your future. Look at that last point for today. Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. He always glorifies Jesus and bears witness to who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. As we kick this off, I said, the whole, uh, God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they are in total agreement with each other. All three separate, but all three the same. There's God the Father. What does Jesus do? He always points to the Father. The Holy Spirit. What does He always do? He points to the Son. 
The Holy Spirit is a spirit of truth, and he bears witness to who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. It blows my mind when there's so, so many people that want to bash the Holy Spirit or Holy Spirit-filled churches, and it's because they don't, they don't know the true church, truth of who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit will never lead you astray. He will always lead you to who? To Jesus. Amen. And Jesus will always lead you to who? His Father. Complete agreement. Complete unity. And why do we need to be led to Jesus? Because he's the only one that truly loves and cares about you. He went to a cross to prove that to you. That even while we were yet sinners, the Bible says in Romans, that Christ still died for us. On your worst day, Jesus still said yes. And in every person's life, there has to be a moment, a spiritual awakening, where that becomes fresh revelation in your heart, where you say, God loved me on my worst day. God chose Ian while he was writing a suicide letter, blackout drunk, about to kill himself, just as much in that moment as he loves Ian standing here preaching and teaching to you in church on a Sunday morning, 12 years after God cleaned my life up. God loved you then. And the Holy Spirit is the one that ministers that spiritual truth to the heart of hearts. And if you've experienced that, you know how good that is. Because God would do that for you. And if you're here today and maybe you're thinking, I need God to do that for me, you're in the right place. And that's, if you feel that, that thing inside of you, that's the Holy Spirit ministering to your heart because he knows you. The Holy Spirit always bears witness to the love of God. The love of God, and he always bears witness to the hope of the world who is Jesus Christ. Look at 1 John 5. I want to close with 1 John 5, 4 through 6. It says, for every child of God defeats this evil world and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And Jesus Christ was revealed as God's Son by baptism in water, by the shedding of His blood on the cross. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And the Spirit who is truth confirms it with His testimony. Who gives a testimony in a court of law? A witness gives a testimony. And just as a witness gives a testimony in a court of law, the Holy Spirit gives testimony to who Jesus is and what he's done while Jesus is waiting to come back, all in hopes that everyone would listen. Heed that testimony and believe it to be true. Here in a court of law, in this sin-filled world, when you go to give a testimony, the witness does what? Place your hand on the Bible. Do you swear to tell the whole truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth? So help you out? Yes, sir. 
we have to believe and consider that that person may not be telling the truth. There's a lot of people that have testified in a court of law not telling the truth. I can promise you the Holy Spirit only testifies of truth. You can trust him. You can trust him when he says God loves you. You can trust him when he says God has forgiven you. You can trust him when God says, yes, you can do this. You can trust him when God says, you're mine. Amen, I want to do something as we close. We have the lights dimmed down. I want to ask you guys to, to get still in his presence, however you like to do that. If you like to bow your head or close your eyes or you just want to sit there, that's fine too. I, I just want you to look at your life and I want you to give permission for God to look at your life. Make this your prayer. Holy Spirit, shine your light on my life. Make this your prayer. Holy Spirit, show me where I am lacking. Make this your prayer. Holy Spirit, do I belong to God? The Holy Spirit's the only one that can reveal that answer to you. Holy Spirit, do I belong to the family of God by faith? And if he right now has, has uttered that yes or that still confidence that says yes, do you belong to Jesus? Yes, if I was to die today, I know where I'm going. Then I want you to pray for the lost right now. But, on the other side of that, if the Holy Spirit has answered and told you no, or if you can't hear the voice of God, maybe it's because you're lost. Or if you feel like you're confused, there may be confusion because you're not discerning spiritual things because you're trying to do a spiritual work through your natural ability. And so if you want to experience God's truth, that God loves you and that he, he died on a cross for you to save you and set you free, you can have a transformed life that begins today. He can begin to transform your life. So if you're here today and you say, I want to make that decision today. I, I, I want to start this relationship with God. I want the Holy Spirit to come into my life and to help and lead me and guide me into all truth. I want you right now just to stand up no one's looking at you. Stand up or raise your hand up real high. One of the two. Say, that's me. If God is dealing with your heart right now, why would you not listen to that voice? If he's saying, raise your hand. Stand up. You know you're not right. You know you're not right. The Spirit of God is dealing with you because he loves you. I mean, if you're joining us online and you're making that prayer, you want to make that decision, please let us know. Put something in the chat. Say, hey, I'm praying this prayer to accept Jesus. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit. We thank you, God. I, I want to lead us all in a prayer. Somebody is praying this quietly today over themselves. Let's, let's say it loud and proud today. Heavenly Father, God, we love you. We believe in you. We confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. 
pray you forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my past. And send your Holy Spirit to redeem my future. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Well, we are so glad that you guys came and had church with us. Amen. I hope you all enjoyed it. Y'all are officially dismissed, okay?